turn with me to John, the second chapter, dealing with one through four. Please stand reading God's word. The third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. May the Lord have a blessing to the receiver. Receivers of this word. I want to put a tag on this, and that simply more is less. Verizon has a slogan out right now that says more is less. What their implication is that what their services, their plans, that they're giving you more or less that you get with them what you cannot get with the other providers. That somehow their service and all the things that they are extending to you is quite a bit more. What I've come to understand in life is that oftentimes as we walk this Jesus journey, that more really is less when it comes to Jesus. We get more of him for a whole lot less. In a real sense, I'm not saying that everything we know who the sun sets free is free indeed. But allow me to submit to you this morning that to follow Jesus and even biblically, the Bible declares that there is a cost. That in a real sense, we pay something. It may be time, but we still pay something. It may be effort, and it may even be your own life, but there is a cost to following Jesus. So in a real sense, maybe he pays for our salvation, and on Calvary that was accomplished. But yet we still have to pick up those things that we have to pick up and begin to spread this message, this gospel. And in a real sense, there is a cause. So we have received more, but in a real sense, it's still less than what we deserve. Truth be told, what we deserve, we didn't deserve what he did on the cross. And so in a real sense, we still receive more in spite of it all. So more really is less. And so now, as I look at this particular passage today, uh, I'm not sure how much they paid for the first batch of wine. Think anybody ever thought about that in this text? I'm not sure what they paid for the first batch. That was the first batch of my wine, and I'm pretty sure they paid some kind of cost. But it's Jesus who comes and gives them some more wine. And this time, they did they paid a whole lot less for this wine. As a matter of fact, it didn't cost them financially anything. It cost them some effort, but it didn't cost them money out of their pocket. So in a real sense, more was but less. 
Can somebody say that with me? More is less when it comes to Jesus. And so Jesus has a way of always providing more for us with for a whole lot less cost than what we've deserved. Amen, somebody? And so I'm thankful for that, that he provides so much more for us on a consistent basis. Question is, do we expect more from Jesus, knowing that he is always willing? He's always willing to take, uh, provide more for us. I think of the feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus feeds 5,000 on two fish and just five loaves of bread. And so in a real sense, it didn't cost them any real thing, but more was less with Jesus that Jesus is always ready to provide more, more, and even more. Question is, once again, are we seeking the more that Jesus will provide in our lives? One of the things that I have learned in life is that God is always ready. Question is, are we ready to receive what he has for us? that there's always more, there's always plenty when it comes to God. And in some ways, we need to raise our expectations because oftentimes what I've discovered is that my expectations operate too low. That God has more, even when things run out. Can I make it plain and simple? When the wine runs out of your life, understand that God can still provide more. <laughs> I wish I had somebody in this church because oftentimes the wine does run out. But I just stopped by to tell you that God always has what? More. We have to expect more in order to receive more. Uh, where is your expectation today? Uh, one of the first things TJ learned besides mama and daddy was more. That was the first, one of the first where he understands more and he says it real good. He not only learned it verbally, my TJ is my 20 month old, but he learned it through sign. And so TJ, when he's ready to eat, will say more more, more. As a matter of fact, he believes that, uh, that when he's hungry and it's time to eat, he says more. Not that I'm ready to eat, he just simply knows more, more. And so even when he's running short, matter of fact, TJ will be running short on something he really likes and before he finishes it, he says more more. He's always expecting more. Uh, more. In some ways, my son operates, watch this, out of abundance. Uh, did you, don't miss that. My son operates out of abundance. He expects more even when he has nothing. He's always operating out of the expectation of more. He expects more even when he runs empty. He's still more 
more, more. <laughs> uh, he expects, he operates from a placing, a place of expecting more. And I believe that's how we ought to operate from the God that we serve. We ought to, just because things run dry in your life, doesn't mean that there isn't more, more, and more. <laughs> we need to expect more in order to what? Receive more. Sometimes you have to raise the level of your expectation with God. God wants to bless you with more, but you, he needs to hear you say more, more, more. <laughs> Sometimes we get satisfied with the fact that it's all run dry and empty and we don't believe there's more. But I stop by to tell you there's always more with God. Like TJ, we have a father who's willing to provide more. <laughs> Isn't that good news, church? <laughs> uh, sometimes we have not simply because we ask not. Uh, but in order to ask for more, you have to believe there is more. Uh, you have to believe there is more mercy for your situation. <laughs> uh, you have to believe that there is more love even when everybody has left you. You have to believe that there is more even when they have turned you down for job after job and promotion after promotion but do you still believe that God has more for you than where you currently are? You have to believe that there is more. Faith believes that God can at all times and in all situations. You have to believe Walt Disney was rejected, watch this, for no imagination and no good ideals. Walt Disney was rejected for no imagination and no good ideas. But you know what? I have the, the sneaky suspicion that Disney operated from the premise that there was still more. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, maybe y'all not hearing me this, this morning. MJ, Michael Jordan, was cut from his high school basketball team. He once said, I have missed, you watch this, Jordan said that I have missed over 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost more than 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I have missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Watch this. See, he didn't operate from the premise of his failures, but he operated from the basis of understanding that there was always what? More. 
Somebody say, more, more, more. <laughs> Oprah was fired in Baltimore as an evening news reporter because she couldn't sever her emotions from her stories. But she still believed that there was what? More. <laughs> I'm just trying to speak more into somebody's life this morning. When Lincoln was young and entered war, he entered as a captain, but became, but came back much lower as a private. Later on, he tried to start a ton of businesses and all of them failed before becoming president. He lost several runs for a public office, but he's still in, somehow embedded in the realities of his mind was the belief that there was what? More. The less he had experienced, watch this, the less he had experienced didn't dictate the more he expected. Uh, and so, uh, can I say that one more time? I don't know if you got that. The less he experienced didn't dictate the more he expected. I think there are times when we should expect more. When I reflect on certain critical things in this world that we face today, we should expect more. When I look at the White House, we ought to expect more. Can I get a witness in this house? When I look at Congress, we ought to expect more. When I look at the Senate, we ought to expect more. And truth be told, when I look at being a, at the Democratic Party, we ought to expect more. When I look at the Republican Party, we ought to expect more. When I look at our local government, we ought to expect more. When I look at our school board, we ought to expect more more. And in a real sense, when I look at you and me, we ought to expect more. We ought to expect more. Jesus said in his words before he left, he said, greater works you shall do. Can you believe that? He expressed that we should be accomplishing greater works. We ought to expect more from each other and hold each other accountable for more. Somebody in here say more. More. Jesus' mother in this text is facing a more crisis in this moment. It's a wedding. It's a wedding. More than likely, it's a wedding of a close family member. This, there was some kind of close relational tie here. Some theologians actually believe it was Jesus' wedding, but I won't go that far. <laughs> Some do. <laughs> I 
guess Jesus was supposed to get the wine for his own wedding, right? <laughs> uh -huh. It would seem that Mary is somehow, what we can deduce is that Mary is somehow tied to this, the organizing of this wedding. Somehow. And they've run out of wine. Wine at a wedding in ancient Israel was noted as a symbol of pouring joy. It was a symbol of pouring joy. So in a real sense, they have lost the joy at an event that's supposed to be joyous. They're in need of more. And nobody can provide what is needed in this hour. It's interesting that Jesus says in the text that his hour has not come. Did y'all read that? Yeah. But the hour of need was still present. Jesus says, my hour has not come, but the hour of need was still present. Although this hour had not come, his hour had not come, their hour of need was real. There are times when what we need is not in sync with what God is doing. <laughs> oh, don't miss that. And I'm glad that Jesus doesn't watch this, doesn't operate based upon Kronos time. Glad that Jesus isn't like us. Can I just make it plain and simple? You know how we are. If we're busy and we don't have time, we won't help anybody at that particular time. If it's not convenient for us, if it's not according to we have somewhere to be, and you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm guilty myself. Just this past week, I was in Beaumont, and I was trying to beat uh, there's a time frame that, uh, I, a cutoff time frame as I was in Boma, I take the back way. The back way goes through these windy, curvy roads from Boma to come to Waco. And so I try to hit that before nightfall because if I don't hit that before nightfall, it's scary back there. I mean, it's dark, there are no lights, it's just trees the long, tall trees, the road is doing this and doing all like this. And so I'm just honest, I don't like driving that road at night. And so my brother uh, wanted to, wanted me to take him and uh, he and my mom to, to my mom's house. And I was like, no, 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 I need to go, y'all, because I need to hit this road. And I felt somewhat bad because I had my time frame, which didn't match their time frame. Now, they're stuck at my aunt's house, uh, and my younger brother had just left. And so my reply was, y'all just going to have to call him back because I got to get out of here. This is not fitting my schedule. In other words, I'm glad that Jesus isn't like us. You know, amen, somebody in here? When it does not fit our schedule, we won't help nobody, even me in, my, in this situation. That was my mama. And 
but it was time to go. It's amazing when we get locked in on something and we know it's according and it's according to our schedule, we won't break it for nobody. And Jesus says, it's not my time, yet at the same time, he takes the time to, to still bless them with what they need. I'm glad that he will always bless me with what I need, and even when it's not conducive to his time and his schedule. I'm glad that he doesn't operate on Kronos time. I'm glad that Jesus will step in and provide what is needed regardless of the schedule that I need always greater. Uh, matter of fact, scripture tells us that he will what? Supply all our needs. God will supply all our needs. There is always more, more, and more. Mary was not afraid to seek more of him. Let me say that again. Mary was not afraid to seek more of him. The more of what she needed. If you need more this morning, you ought to seek Jesus for the more that he can provide. Jesus has more to give in your life. Let me say that again. Jesus has more to give in your life. He has not stopped pouring into your life. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much you think you've messed up. I don't care how bad it is. Jesus is still pouring into your life. Uh, there may be some dry spells, but he still has more. Things may run out, but he still has more. Your dollars may be few, but God still has more. Somebody say more, more, more. Your body may be weak, but God still has what? More. For his power is always made perfect in the midst of our weakness. He has more to give. Uh, Mary was operating from the premise that he had the more she needed. Do you know that God has the more you need? Do you know that you know that you know that God has the more you need? He has, a cow, he has cattle on a thousand hills. I'm trying to tell you this morning that God always operates from a abundance and from a capacity of more. Maybe the question this morning is whether or not are you asking God for the more he has? Are you seeking God for the more he has? Look, I don't believe, watch this, I don't believe Mary was asking Jesus. In a real sense, she didn't even ask Jesus. She just told him what the situation was. Did you read the text? She just tells him what's taking place. 
and Jesus responds. But here's the interesting, Jesus, Mary goes to Jesus, not because Jesus is his, her son. I don't believe that she went to Jesus because Jesus was her son. Watch this. She went to Jesus and she could have gone to any guest at that, at that wedding to share that same news. I, I told you in the beginning that I really believe that she was a part of the planner, the planning and the organizers of this wedding. She didn't seem to take the approach to go to anybody else and whoever got the first batch of wine should have been the ones that she went to, right? Jesus had nothing to do with the first batch, but when they run out of the joy at this wedding, can y'all follow me? When they run out of the joy of this wedding, she approaches Jesus. She lets him know that there's a problem. That we've run low. That we've run out of the wine. And I don't believe she did that because of who he was to her. I believe she did this, watch this, because she knew he could do something about it. <laughs> I believe she did this because she knew he had the what the power <laughs> to do something about it. Can I pause here parenthetically and just really right now for a moment ask you, are you going to the right per persons or the right people for your issues and your problems? Are you running, are you taking your issues to the right place? Are you seeking out the right person to really help you in your life? Mary knew who to go to, not because that was her son, but because she had witnessed his power. Ooh, can I pause there once again and ask, have you witnessed God's power in your life enough to where you're going to run to him for everything? There's nothing too small, nothing too big. I wish I had somebody in this church that understood what I was talking about right now. That God wants to bless you with what you need. That there's always more, more, and more. But will you seek him for your more? Mary was willing because she knew he had the power. She'd seen the miracles released. She had seen, I know this was the first miracle. This is the first, watch this y'all. This is the first public miracle. God, I wish I had somebody in here. Never said that that wasn't the first miracle he'd done. It was the first what? Public miracle. I believe that Mary had seen something from her son. She had seen his works. And she knew that if anybody can fix this, is Jesus right now. Look, there's some things that maybe you're facing right now in your life. And if anybody can fix it, it's Jesus. Somebody in this church ought to holler right now. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it. Because I know you have more, more, more. There's more. God has the more you need. God has the more 
anybody excited about that? And he has no more I'm looking for. And he has more peace. <laughs> he says, my peace, I leave with you. He said, my peace, I leave with you. Watch this, watch this. I'm getting ready to close. I said that the wine represented joy and that the joy was supposed to be, here's joy that had been drained of what is supposed to be a joyous occasion. And so there was supposed to be joy when at a wedding, amen? It's a time of celebration. But the wine, the joy had run low. And so Mary wanted to do something about what? The joy that had run low because joy is supposed to be at a wedding. It's supposed to be. We're supposed to have certain things. What? There's certain things that are supposed to be in your life. God, I wish I had just two people that, would, that could understand prophetically what I'm saying already. That are shouting already. See, in other words, in your life, Peace is supposed to be in your life because he says what? Peace, I leave you. In other words, whenever you don't have peace, that's not right because peace is what he already spoke and gave you. So your peace should never what? You should, all, you should never run out of peace because he said what? My peace, I leave you. And so understand that peace never goes. Peace should never, you should never fall low on your peace because there's always what? More, more, more. We just have to seek him for the peace and God is always ready to what? Pour peace in your life. That's why in the middle of a storm, he could say peace be still with his disciples because peace is is operates out of abundance. There's abundance as it relates to peace. There's always what? More. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what battle you're facing. All I know is that there's always what? Peace. Matter of fact, he also said, it's also been stated that we are victorious through him. So in, in other words, you always have what? Victory. You're supposed to be victorious. You're supposed to operate out of victory. You're never supposed to get to a point to where you feel self-defeated, to where you feel like you can't, because there's what? Victory that Jesus has already given us that's been declared by Scripture. And there's always what more as it relates to being victorious. Not only that, we are supposed to have joy in this world. I need you to understand. That's why it says we've been made endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Every time you rise up, even though the tears come, even though you get bound and heavy with some things, there's always what? More joy. This is a joy that the world didn't give you and the world can't take away because there's always what? More, 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 more. Just seek him for your more. Seek him for your more. God has 
what you need. Mm. Watch this. If your wedding, your wedding of life has run out of his wine, you better get with Jesus this morning. <laughs> because there's more. There is more. And with Jesus, this more is always less. It's always less. He has what you need this morning. Why don't you try? God has what you need. Are you ready for your more? Are you ready to reach for your more? We should not be satisfied with less than what God has for us. There's some things that we've allowed to run dry and remain empty that are not supposed to be empty. It's time for your more. And Jesus is ready to pour in more, more. Watch this. You don't have to worry about taking from anybody else. Because your more has your name on it. It has your name on it. Seeking for your more. And allow God to replenish and restore what has been drained. Anybody running on empty right now? Anybody worn and weary? <laughs> the wedding of your life and you've gotten worn and weary? <laughs> well, God has more. And I invite you to come right now. I invite you to come right now and receive the more he has for you. There's more breakthrough. If he did it once, oh God, he'll do it again. Because there's what? More, more, and more. There's another miracle for you because there's always what? More, more, and more. You know what? If he heals you last time, he'll what? Heal you again because there's always what? More, more. If he got you through that last financial crisis, he'll do it what? Again, because there's always what? More, more, more. If you lost that last, this, you lost a job, you know what? There's just like you got that job, you know, he'll get you the next job because there's always more, more, more. Doors of the church are open. scarcity out of lack but now God is ready to for you to operate out of abundance you don't have to look what, at what anybody else has because God has some things for you he has more for you he has more for you more for you look, more for your family 
want you to come and receive your more. Hello, my name is Constance. Praise Team Seeger here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless.